Hello and welcome back. This is episode 56 of the Nonsense Podcast by What Makes Sense. This week we have on Kevin McCord of pop punk band We Demand Parachutes. We Demand Parachutes is a uh, semi-New England based band and uh, have a very cool story behind their name which we get into in the episode. Um, Additionally, I have to say I love these guys' branding. I think they've got it down. Um, They have a very cool... uh, I would say, you know, visual uh, experience that they they uh, tie into their, um, you know, everything that they do pretty much. And, uh, you know, part of that is uh, you can see that pretty evident in their music videos, which I fully appreciate. I love when a band sort of has, uh, you know, visual branding to them. Um, additionally, the music's also great as well. It's, uh, it's very catchy. It's very... Um, I would say you know experimental in some ways they do add in some things that really enhance the um entire listening process for you know anybody who has uh, on a pair of headphones when they're listening to we demand parachutes so um overall very cool man we go into a lot about you know how they record and sort of the songwriting process and you know what it all really means at the end of the day when you uh create a you know a beautiful song and, and mix it well so um that being said, we do not have a song of the week this week just due to uh, timing. And um, I went to a Menzingers concert last night, so I uh, was a little bit rushed and uh, didn't get to do my research this week, honestly. So um, in two weeks, I will have a banging new song for you guys. But um, hope you enjoy the episode, and we will see you in two weeks. Have a good one. That's right. The band's name is what makes sense. I had... And this might actually be a great way to start the episode, <laughs> but I've <laughs> recently had a company, a company's bots continue to reach out to me like endlessly. Um, yeah. And it's something about like, uh, what's it? You, there's some company where it's like they make basically um, like, like a, a trimmer for, you know, men's parts. Yeah. Yeah. There's that, yeah. but there's like one legitimate company that I guess is, has like advertised really hard and they're kind of the first in that spot. But yep. then there's this this company who's like, it's like shaveyourballs.com or something like that. <laughs> and they won't, their bots won't stop reaching out to the podcast's Instagram. And so every time I'm like, fuck off, fuck off, like get out of here. Like, That's what terrible. do you think we're going to advertise you? Like, this is terrible. <laughs> i love it yeah. that's amazing i'm not afraid to that's call hysterical. them out like, I, like that's yeah. so dumb yeah it's, it's not shaverballs.com i would not recommend searching that but like it's something, no, I something use like that, that service that's an actual service that i use no yeah I'm yeah <laughs> monthly subscriptions yeah. pretty fair you know five bucks and uh yeah somebody comes to your house and shaves your balls and they do it for you it's like yeah. totally like yeah direct to consumer like full service awesome yeah. My guy Randy does a mean fade too. I got yeah, exactly. I got a one on the, one on the sides. <laughs> <laughs> Just do this the sweep yeah. down the center but leave everything else. It's like, yeah. yeah. Oh That's what I'm rocking. It's like the Fu Manchu of pubic hair. Yeah. I, I think we have a great <laughs> business idea, actually. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. I'll the start door- spamming uh indie bands about yeah. <laughs> trying to get them on the it's a DoorDash for your balls. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. Oh man! All right, all right. So let let's hop into the music end of things. So uh, mm-hmm. today we have on uh, Kevin from We Demand Parachutes, and um, Kevin, what what is behind the name? I'm so curious. Oh. I know I read your uh, Spotify bio, which I love how you guys kept it. You you provided some details, but you kept it vague, which I like that. So, oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Let let's hear the story. Uh, we always like to joke in our band that like it was way easier to like basically write all of our first five songs than to come up with a name, because uh, we were like a thing like well before we had a name, and like we've never argued about anything musically. We we're like really in sync, like really like listening to each other's like ideas and and just work together really well. And then like when it came to a name, it was like it was always like. I hate that or he hates that or Seth hates that. And like, we could never decide on anything. Um, and I was actually in the military and I was at jump school and Seth had said like a joke. We had like a group chat going and he was like, you know, he said something along the lines of like, 
you know, when you go, I was doing my first jump and he was like, when you jump out of the plane tomorrow, like, make sure you got your parachute, like we demand parachutes or something like that. And it was just like, that's the, that's the name yeah. right there. Yeah. Like, that's the name. Um, and it's just kind of sarcastic. And that just felt like us. So it was like, after that, I was like, we're done. We got a name. That's awesome. Let's do it. That's amazing. So, yeah. uh, my my sister's uh, fiance is actually in the army, and he went to right jump on. school for a little bit. And so we, mm. we were just like, yeah, we always made the joke like, "Remember your parachute." Like that's so fucked up to say to somebody jumping <laughs> out of a plane. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Like it's the uh, goddamn we, U.S. Yeah. Army. Like, of course they're gonna give them a parachute. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes they give you two, just, <laughs> just yeah, yeah. in case. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they yeah. won't let you leave the house without your boots being tied correctly. You think that's, they're going to let you right. jump out of a plane without a fucking oh, parachute? Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's a great story. I think yeah, bands you. with like cool names that have a, you know, a sick background, it's like, I, I always love hearing that. Because uh, I feel like I don't ask that question enough. You know, there's a lot of like bands with cool names nowadays. And, you know, yeah. we've, we've had uh nearly like 55 guests i think at this point on the podcast and i just i don't think i've ever asked anybody like <laughs> no i i totally agree it's kind of like when we were in high school we had another band name uh like when we were young like kids and we were called like uh faster faster but it's become a huge pet peeve of mine now where bands will name themselves something that like already exists and i think it's like a huge thing that you have to do when you're in a band to like even like before anything just find a name that doesn't exist already because if you mm -hmm. end up blowing up you end up getting bigger you don't want to be competing with someone else's market share it's kind of like a no-brainer but like um i see a lot of bands like that will name themselves something and it's a cool name but it's like you know a quick google search will show you it already exists and it's a you know a publishing company or another band you know yeah. so yeah and it can really fuck up your spotify like yes oh god <laughs> Yeah, I've seen rap artists like showing up on some <laughs> of my friends like bands and stuff, and like mm -hmm. not that they have like basic names. It just that's the way of the world. Like you got to remember, there's right. what you know, there's billions of people in the world, and you yep. know, there's millions, millions upon millions of artists on Spotify. So like, you, how do you stand out? You know, exactly. Yeah, totally, totally agree. And so, like, yeah. we demand parachutes. Super easy to find on Spotify, and it's yeah. I, it is not shared by anybody else. So, like, <laughs> also, like, you know, if if people name, um, you know, name their band after a song, well, your band name is going to show up in a search with that song. Right. And yeah. If it's a popular song, and a lot of people have covered it, or if it's just a popular song name, like, it just creates a whole mess on, you know, search. Like you got to think like, that's how people consume music these days is yeah. online. So if you're not able, if you not easily found online, then, you know, people might just like give that up. <laughs> yeah. If they're not well, like, I, already fans. No. Yeah. And you get buried, you know, like all those, all these platforms have these algorithms, like you were talking a minute ago and it's just, it's just insane. Like we actually, a, a funny story on that too is, we have a friend named Ben who also has a podcast uh, and he's English. He's from uh, Britain and he had found us because he was doing his first skydive with like a buddy and he was really nervous and he was like, I don't know what to expect. And he Googled like first skydive, what, what to bring, whatever. And he somehow came across our music in like a skydiving search on YouTube and was <laughs> like, this is sick. He was like listening to it as he went out the plane. So it was like, you never know. Like you find some weird, like, data matching up in the interwebs like that so it's yeah it's cool would you guys all right so so how about this i feel like the answer is yes so two-parter would you guys say your good music for getting ready for a skydive and then part two uh what song would be the best as you're like jumping out of a plane oh that's a good question um I think, well, yes, definitely good skydiving music. <laughs> that, maybe that's our new Spotify bio, too. Like, Weed Man Parachutes, good Dude, skydiving be, music. <laughs> that would be a sick, if you don't already have it, like the artist playlist yeah. that you can make on your, your page. Like, make yes. like a playlist, playlist no, for smart. skydiving. 
I didn't even think of that. I'm gonna I'll put you guys in it too because that <laughs> you came up with it. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, yeah. I think ketamine because it's kind of like you know it's kind of a head rush to do a skydive. You you're yeah. on drugs. You're on ketamine. It's kind of and that's what that whole song is about too. It's not necessarily about like taking ketamine. We don't take ketamine. We're not like yeah. <laughs> full degenerates in this band, but like you know experiencing stuff and just going crazy going out of your mind so i think that would be a good one for sure yeah that's good that ketamine isn't like based on personal experience you know you'll have some songs where you're like this song was uh about a girl i loved you know like who's actually like a real person and then you could be like this song's about ketamine which is a real drug that i've taken yeah exactly exactly i i can i can confidently say i've never done ketamine but that's good that is good (laughs) the the feeling of it is what we're trying to kind of describe for sure yeah Yeah. we're my hoist tranquilizer fans tonight (laughs) actually if seth was on here he'd probably tell a different story that kid is wild (laughs) i can't i can't claim i can't claim anything for him i don't know yeah so let's uh let's go through your role in the band. I I, I know cool. very often um obviously, you know when you're when you're a DIY band or uh you know a band sort of uh as as active as you guys are, your role sort of goes beyond just the instrument or you know the instrument that you play or the role that you play in like the band proper. So um yeah, yeah let's just like hear about, you know, what obviously like what you play and then also beyond that you know what your role is that's actually like such a good question um that i've never heard before in a podcast so cheers to that uh because just like you said like you have to wear so many hats you can't just show up and play bass or show up and sing like um i will talk about seth and ben first because they are super instrumental to what we do uh they're both audio engineers so ben for example mixes all of our songs um and he's he has some lighting tech experience so he does that Seth has toured with a bunch of bands, so he's got a lot of like front of house knowledge. So like that goes into our sound and like he's really good in a live setting um, because that has been his job for, you know, like five years. Um, For me, uh, I actually have like a military background and I'm going to business school, so I'm not necessarily plugged into the audio side. uh, But what I've been trying to do to kind of branch out is like handling a lot of the admin stuff, you know, scheduling interviews, scheduling shows, trying to do booking, stuff like that. And recently, I just jumped into video editing, which has been a really, really fun journey. Um, And I actually have a video series called uh, WDP in the Wild, uh, which is like some like vlogs of us kind of just doing random shenanigans. They're like two to three minutes long. And we've got like four episodes out now on our YouTube. Um, And that has been really fun to kind of like learn a new skill. Um, And Ben, who has a media degree, has been kind of like teaching me. My dad, you know, who's a media guy, has been teaching me. So. Um, I think you always got to stay busy. You always got to be like learning stuff. Like that was kind of why I got into the video editing. Cause it was like, you know, these guys are taking care of so many things and I feel like I'm standing still a little bit and I don't want to feel like that. I got to jump into this, just keep going, going, going. So, um, that's kind of been my focus. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Like being in a band and I, I, I wish I could remember who, uh, actually it's the interview that is dropping this week. Uh, Oh. I think it was uh, the band. There's a band called Loose Ends, and I think I think in that episode yep. we basically talked about how, as a musician, your job stretches way beyond the musical part nowadays. It's so true. Um, yeah. So like, yeah. I mean, I've I've had to learn Photoshop, and actually, our yeah next, next single is designed by me, actually, and me and my awesome. my, my friend and Good I. For you. Yeah. 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 No, that's sick. When does it come out? I don't know yet. <laughs> it's like yeah. Uh, yeah no, sometime, I know how it goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometime yeah. in August. Like we're basically yeah. right now. We're at the point where we are uh, just working with our manager to get on a website because this is definitely like it's mm-hmm. it's a music video and a single, and it's like the best thought out, most hashed out music video. Uh, one of the best songs we've written to date, and it's very much like us coming into. I think the sound that we want to move That's forward great. with. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we've, we've gained a little bit of traction over the past year. We kind of got a shorthand cause we had only played about five shows before the pandemic. So same. Um, yeah. But like, you know, we've, we've, we've grown throughout that. So hoping for some big stuff, but like, yeah, I was able to, um, you know, learn Photoshop and I was able to learn, uh, I record some demos now too. And uh, it's obviously nowhere close to being like mastered fully, but 
it's enough to it's enough where it's like a decent you know recording where no, like yeah. i could throw it on soundcloud it'd be like all yeah. right <laughs> no but you got you gotta like develop those skills and you got because you can't like you got to think of all these like mainstream artists of how many people that are on their team that are just mm-hmm. absolute professionals and handling all those things um before they got to that point like they didn't have people doing that and you have to learn those skills and you have to branch out so great great point yeah yeah so like i think it's it's impressive too because i've met people who have sort of taken some of their hobbies that uh, they've learned i mean i I wouldn't say it was necessarily like the hobbies that kind of came out from or hobbies and skills that came out from being in a band but like maybe they had worked on it prior but like they've taken that now with all the experience that they've had and playing for bands, you know, for years. And now they're Mm -hmm. like, this is my side gig. Like I, I have an income stream through this, like people who do amazing graphic art design work. And it's just like, wait, like, how do you, how do you work a day job and be in a band and be good at this too? And it's just like, I had to, (laughs) I had to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Adapt. You got to adapt to survive. It's true. Yeah, man. So, um, Tell us a little bit about, you know, uh, all, I guess everybody's roles in the band and, you know, how that, uh, all meshes, you know, into what, (laughs) what is we demand parachutes? Yeah. Uh, so I'll start with me. Uh, I am the lead singer and guitarist. Um, I do a lot of the writing. Um, I write all the lyrics and I usually do, we kind of split like songs up between me and Seth. Um, kind of how we first started the band. It was like, I would like bring an initial idea to the guys and we would refine it together. Or I would bring an initial idea to Seth and he would, you know, have some totally different thoughts and send it back or vice versa. Seth would bring a concept and we would work on it together. Um, Cause when we first started, like I was in the military. So a lot of times I was deployed. So like, it was really like um, sending stuff over Google drive was like everything we did. Um, and like anytime I got home from a deployment or home from a training or something like that, I jet up to Rhode Island or New York or, They'd come down to me in North Carolina and we'd work on stuff that had been like, you know, passing back and forth. Um, so, yeah, that that's kind of my role. Um, Seth, another like very heavy in the writing process. He likes to write a lot of stuff um, in Ableton. Uh, hmm. He's got like a, a, a background in a bunch of different types of music. He, he's done tours with some EDM acts. Um not to like name drop, but <laughs> he's toured with like Shalou and the Knox and Sophie Tucker. And, you know, that's, that's a totally different genre of music, but like has really informed like his ear and he tries to bring that in. Uh, so sometimes like my, what my, like when you're talking about demos, I'll demo out like a guitar and a vocal. Um, and he'll like straight up demo out like drum machine stuff and synths or like piano. Um, which makes it really fun when we're writing stuff. Cause like stuff takes a journey, like something that like starts as yeah. kind of like a, a straight up pop punk song for me might go to him and become like a, you know, more synth heavy, way more poppy, more alternative. Um, and then Ben is our drummer. Um, and he also mixes, he's the mix engineer for all of our songs. Um, and he has also got a very like crazy producer musical brain. So like, um, He's really great too, because like if we ever have an idea that sucks, he will sh- he'll shoot that shit down <laughs> immediately. That you sounds know? like a producer. He, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't spare any. He doesn't spare any like feelings or anything like that. He's been like that his whole life. So, um, we it's just fun. Like we grew up together. Like we were in a couple different bands in high nice. school and stuff, and and like playing with each other and stuff. Like we know each other really well, and you know it all comes into the writing process where it's just kind of like we trust each other and, you know, we respect each other's ideas. And if something doesn't work, like we're the first to say, like, let's, you know, let's pack this up and, you know, move on, think about mm-hmm. something else. Maybe it comes back later, but like, it, it's, it's great. So um, yeah, it's really enjoyable. So that's kind of all of us. Um, so I, sorry. Seth plays bass. Ben plays drums. Nice. I play guitar and sing. Yeah. Very cool. It sounds like you guys got a good, like uh company culture over there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah, great. We, we, and I mean, yeah. And so I, uh, I noticed your bio said you're out of new England. So is that, are you guys all sort of headquartered in mass or, you know, spread about? 
Um, totally spread about. Um, ben and I are pretty close to each other. We're like an hour away. He lives in Rhode Island and I, I live just north of Boston. Uh, Seth is a little further. He lives in New York. Um, but like we are constantly jetting around and, you know, practicing in New York, writing in New York, practicing in, at my house or in Boston. Um, so yeah, that's kind of why we say New England. Cause it's like, we're kind of a New York band, but we're kind of a Boston band, but we can't figure it out. So <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's, yeah. that's very cool. Um, yeah. I've noticed more and more so that, you know, there's these bands that are split across states or, you know, territories or, you know, anything along that where um, maybe you're not able to meet every week, but like still you're right. able to have a successful musical career despite yeah. the circumstances of being, you know, at times a few hundred miles away from each other, which I think is right. so impressive. Um I'm yeah. always a very like hands-on person. I, I want to have the practices and all that. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, in like each band functions differently too. Like maybe that's what you're used to is like one, you know, one band might be used to just having those practices in person. And then, then uh, when you're sort of out of that environment, you know, maybe you record, but like that's kind of all you guys know. And so you've, you've adapted well and yeah you know the music shows that you know it's not necessarily affecting you guys thank you yeah i think we got really lucky in the sense that like it probably doesn't work a lot of times being super remote and sending like ideas back and forth but like we have this common history of working together that we kind of know each other we know each other's ears we know like um so like a little bit goes a long way when we get together and we write together like it's just like we're efficacious in, in the stuff we get done like you know, we'll show up, guys will show up on a Friday and we will like, we just don't sleep. We'll just go all night. Like, <laughs> and we'll have like a new song and like, you know, the song we're working on tracked and like, we're working on vocals for a totally new thing. So, um, but it's very lucky too, that we have Seth and Ben that are so smart at like knowing what we need to do for audio engineering and stuff. And like, for example, a lot of our, our songs, like 151, the drums are all recorded in like a spare bedroom in my North Carolina house. Like, most of our stuff is recording in a house or like here and there. Like, um, so it's fun and it, you know, we make it work and, and, and we try to be like very iterative in our process and, and just do what we can and, and be honest about what it sounds like. Cause if it doesn't sound good and it, and it doesn't work, we would never put it out, but you know, yeah. we try to kind of keep that process moving for sure. <clears throat> Awesome. So you guys have been together for, you know, quite some time now, it seems. Um, what would you say is most different about We Demand Parachutes now than it was at the beginning? Ooh, great question. Um, we have started, so kind of transitioning from that last piece, we've started doing a lot more writing and recording together, um, where in the past it was kind of like a limitation that it was kind of like, well, you know, guitars need to get tracked, but we can't all get to New York this weekend. So it's like, I'll track them myself and like, we'll do it over Zoom or whatever. Um, and like a lot of writing was even happening just in like a solo setting and, and, and kind of Google Drive back and forth. Now that I'm out of the military and I'm not deploying and I'm, I live in Boston, like we'll get together and we'll jam on stuff and we'll try to like hash ideas out as a group, which is, you know, super way more traditional what artists do. And I think being in isolation, um, really helped our writing and really helped us like focus, um, when we're together, but like, it just seems to be so fun and just great when we're together. It's just such a good energy. Um, cause we're used to being apart and we're used to trying to deal with like obstacles and stuff. And, you know, Seth's going on tour, I'm going on deployment. Ben's got, you know, class, like, um, how are we going to finish, you know, these yeah. couple singles that we've been working on? We find a way. And now it's kind of like, we've got the leisure to get together and write together and hang out and jam together. And it's like, um, it's only helping. So, yeah. I don't know why I just thought of this question, but I, this is the first time I've asked it on the podcast as well. So, mm. um, here we go. Just speak, speaking of like growing and, and learning as you go and, in adapting throughout, you know, time, especially last year, um, you know, what would your younger self, you know, your younger musician self say about what you're doing right now? Would it be surprising? Yeah. Would it be, um, you know, would it be like, wow, I'm, I'm super proud of this? Or like, I thought it would have been farther along. Like, honest right. opinion, what do you think? 
I would be stoked. Like, I think like my younger self would be super pumped about the stuff we're making and the stuff we're putting out. And I think when I was younger, I was really more like, this has to be a certain way. Like this has to sound like this, this has to sound like blink. You know what I mean? This has to sound like taking back Sunday. And now that I'm older and I'm kind of like, wow, I was a freaking idiot when I was a kid. You know (laughs) what I mean? It's like, you just kind of like, go with the flow and like that's why some of the stuff we're kind of putting out now and we're going to be putting out because we've got a lot of songs uh finished and kind of figuring them all out and figuring out release schedules are way more synth heavy and way more poppy and like in my mind like you know as a teenager i would have been like that doesn't go with our other stuff or that's kind of a new vibe and it's like who cares you know what i mean it's like who cares we're not signed to a label like people dig our stuff we're growing as artists and it's just kind of like do what makes you happy put out the music that inspires you and write the music that inspires you and listen to your collaborator collaborators. Because, um, if I, like, I think when I was younger, it was like, if I write the song, I want to, I want end to end control on it. You know, like the Steve jobs of writing music, it's, that's not the right answer. You know, there's so many brilliant songwriters in the world and, you know, I work with two really great ones. So it's like when they have an idea of something that I don't like, or like I initially kind of like, you know, that sounds funky to me. Like my first instinct now is to just like, let's go down this road because what can you lose at the end of the day? If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but it's just like, try stuff, experiment, like jump into new things, listen to new sounds. Like, and some of the stuff that like you wouldn't think is good ends up being good. There was a weird vocal thing that Seth wanted to do at one point that he wanted to record like a whole whisper thing behind the track and i was like it just sounds so weird when you're tracking it but then in the mix it just makes Mm -hmm. the vocal sound super heavy and it's like you just got to try stuff and just not be afraid to kind of you know do something new and that that is just enjoyable to be doing that so i want to do more of that (laughs) yeah yeah i I love like it's not really we're not a very experimental band but doing cool and different sort of out of the box like thinking uh things in the studio is so much fun um yeah you know just thinking of of different ways to make different sounds and uh you know you know not to your point not thinking of it as sort of an isolated uh you know sound bite but more so as just like a, a piece of the overall mix that's that's something I learned since joining a band that you know has been active in the right. studio. It's just like think about the mix, don't think about the actual track. Like, um, yeah, I, I play bass. There's when I was you know first tracking, I was like, I'm I'm not sure if I necessarily like the sound of this. Like, I you know I was talking to the producer. I'm like, you know, is there? I like I'm not sure. Um, but right. I, I'll yeah. trust you. But I, I trust you. Like we've done great before, so like I, I trust you. And then. Uh, it came out in the, in the mix and I was like, Oh, that's nice. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just got to kind of, you got to relinquish a little bit and just Mm -hmm. like say, you know, everybody in this room is here for a reason. Let's just go with the flow. Um, Seth did a really cool thing too. Uh, it's not been released yet, but we have a song coming out. He sampled, you know how, you know, do you know the band, the 1975? Yeah. They've got a bunch of like drone sounds that typically like in like robbers or some other tracks like that will almost carry through the entire song and like Mm -hmm. you notice it at the beginning but you don't really notice it through the whole thing but what he did was he sampled all of the oohs and ahs from a taylor swift record and he messed them up he pitched them up he like made them super crazy and then that is like a drone sound throughout the whole song and it sounds insanely cool like when i like i I was totally nerding out when i figured out how he did it because it it just sounds like a synth layer at like Mm -hmm. you know the offset but it's like how did you make that and it's like that kind of thing is just so cool you know what i mean it's like if you have endless time in the studio to experiment and do stuff like that like that's what people should be doing and you know it it works yeah like cutting up cutting and chopping up sounds yeah i I was actually just thinking this is definitely a less serious application of it but um i was like what if just once and this would be like a very musician specific joke if i were to take the snare sound from metallica saint anger and just put that into a demo and like find a way to replicate the snare and midi it like that would be the dumbest trigger it yeah 
biggest waste of time ever, but it would be so goddamn funny because it would be hella irritating to listen to. And like almost it it's one of that's one of those things too. It's like you might do it and like think it's a laugh and it might work. It yeah, might totally like work. Like <laughs> out of context and just in a different song, different key, yeah. like everything. You never know. Stuff like that is awesome. Yeah. But um yeah, I'm fascinated by, by uh sort of you know, mixing nowadays because I've been, you know, demoing and doing my own stuff. Obviously mm-hmm. it's just a hobby at this point, but that's what's so great about it is it's so low pressure that I can feel free to do whatever I want and add in whatever I want. So like, um, for example, in one demo, I actually started off with a, a synth that, uh, slowly rose in volume, but it also started with like a little bit of a, um, guitar feedback too. You didn't even Mm -hmm. notice the synth. It actually all carried into one thing and it just sounded like a fuller, uh, guitar feedback with like a little bit more sound. Yeah. Like that was fun as hell to figure out, uh, and sort of like, put together the pieces of the puzzle that you know is a is a song (laughs) no and you know like it almost becomes a new instrument like when you're Mm -hmm. working and you're interacting with the software in that way it's like people like to scoff at like artists like like dead mouse and stuff like that that are like not musicians but are you know pressing buttons and stuff like this it's like well i mean there's there's seven millions you know yeah Yeah, i mean it's like it, it is a it is an instrument like that at the end of the day it's not a traditional analog instrument, but like if you're interacting with it and you're making it do different stuff and discovering stuff with it, it's an instrument. So, yeah. Yeah. And and you can, you know, obviously like people could say what they will about the live shows. Like I get that, like, you know, wh- mm-hmm. but whatever, like wh- what's even the point in getting mad about like somebody hitting a button and like playing it. It's like, they've already done all yeah. the production in the studio. And most of the time it's like almost like self-produced. So like, I think that's pretty remarkable. Yeah. Um, I'm coming from a point where like I've I'll listen to EDM from time to time too, and like I know a few mm-hmm. artists, so like I do enjoy that in certain contexts. And uh yeah. like shit, those concerts are mad fun. So like yeah. um but yeah. I understand they're just like kind of hitting a button, but like you're if you're enjoying it, does it really matter? It it doesn't, and music is meant to be enjoyed live. So mm-hmm. if you create music, no matter however you create music, you know what I mean? It's meant to be enjoyed live. Yeah. And that's, that's just, that's what we are as humans. We're, we're out there experiencing stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like people, what so, the yeah. fuck did you think a DJ was like? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, what did yeah. you think he, he did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yep. that's pretty funny. But, um, yeah, man, where was I going to go with this? Um, so I, I want to, you know, learn a little bit about, uh, sort of what, what, goes into a you know we demand parachute song like are there any influences that really stick out to you in your mind that you know are the most impactful on your music yeah i think recently we've been trying to do a lot more uh like kind of synth stuff uh so obviously like the killers um Mm -hmm. you know some of those guys i mentioned before like shalu and the knox and taking some of those different genres and and throwing them in um, but like you said, you grew up on Green Day. Like I grew up on Blink One Eight Two, Take It Back Sunday, brand new. You know all those guys and and kind of the pop punk stuff. So we definitely have that core. Like, the, and it's not because we try to. I think it's just because like that's what we love and that's our ear a little bit. Um, that alternative rock kind of pop punk feel. And I think there's always going to be that anchoring our sound a little bit. And everything else is kind of just, you know, how you drift away from that and move into different stuff. And, and I don't think we're afraid to do that. And we're trying to, trying to do more of it in, in a way that's natural and sounds good. Um, yeah. In a way, it seems like, uh, I know I've only known you for about 30 minutes at this point, but it seems like <laughs> yeah. you are it's, not, it's of, been great though. Yeah, I feel yeah. like we're really hitting it off. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I, yeah. I feel like after every episode, I'm like, I, I know these people so well now. It's like, we may, you know, like God knows what's going to happen. We, we may never meet like, who knows? Like some people I've, I've spoke to in England, like the likelihood of right. me meeting them very low we're in contact all the time now. So it's like, it's just so crazy, but yeah, um, yeah. at least what I'm gathering from our conversation is that you've been able to take some of your uh, most core foundational 
if that's even a word, um, foundational. Uh, I think it is. That sounds yeah. good. Just I typed it out it, today yeah. at work and it told me it wasn't a word. So now I'm, I'm questioning myself. I like the goddamn well, Microsoft. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So like your most core foundation esque, uh, you know, um, influences, but you're also combining it with stuff that you've, uh, matured into. And I think that's super cool because yeah. you're able to, play from the heart but also i think the mind at the same time where you're like i know it's gonna sort of you know intellectually stimulate me at this point in my career and sort of get the gears working but also like i know what's going to sort of trigger those those tendencies of me just being able to lose myself in a song a hundred percent and i think like a lot of it too is like in the writing process it doesn't just it it doesn't look like hey how do we do this but be slightly different it's more like hey what what do they do with the mixing on that one Angels and Airwaves song that makes the chorus so huge? Mm-hmm. How can we incorporate that? And then we we go and we listen to it and we go, okay, they've got this weird rising synth that you almost don't notice. And then it hits you and it's like, you know, we're only three guys, but we're trying to do more layers and more movement, more dynamics. And, and you know, just like you said, it's like just kind of, you know, keeping the foundation, but just continuing to try to learn and branch out and and not get, you know, set in our ways or path dependent or trying to do a certain thing because it's kind of like this is the time you know we're independent it's like let's just try more stuff and see what works and and i think we have good ears to like self-produce in the way that's like if something doesn't work we'll get rid of it but you know just just try stuff and experiment and have fun yeah and you brought up a good point just sort of listening to music and observing all that it is for what it is um Mm, yeah because the end all be all of music is to listen to it for enjoyment for sure. But if you're a musician, you and you're a recording musician, you have a background that 99% of the people in this world do not have. Um, Yeah. And I I feel like at some points, you know, that it's a gift and a curse. You can be like, Oh fuck. I really wish we did this. Like whatever these guys did on this production when it's like, they probably spent like $2,000 on a song, (laughs) you know, But like you you also uh, can learn. And I think that's one of the most important things as a musician these days, especially where technology is growing so quickly. And, uh, you know, there's there's new plugins every like week on all your recording Mm -hmm. stuff and uh, just sort of learning to use that technology, use but not abuse that technology, but um, also recognize things in music that you enjoy. And try to find a way where you can, you know, incorporate that best you can, because I think that's that's what makes me happy when when I'm able to do that, where I was like, I really liked what, you know, let's say um, what what Kellen, one of my favorite bases is uh, Kellen from uh, the story so far. Like, I really yeah. liked what he did there. That was like a cool, just off the cuff um, kind of riff that he played there. Like, how can I totally agree, by the way? Music? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like learning learning from that and being able to listen with an informed ear is just, it's so huge. I wouldn't say I'm no expert for sure. And like, I'm no expert on production, you know, at that either, but, um, you know, learning with that and encouraging myself to learn more about these things, because there's a reason why the best bands are the best bands. It's because, you know, right. They make great music, but they also compose it in such a way that is enjoyable to listen to. And the other thing on top of that too, is it's like, you could almost tell, and this is something that I saw in like a Netflix special recently, but you could almost tell a history of music as being a series of taking tools that exist and doing the exact wrong thing with them that you're supposed to do. If you think about like turntables being used to play a record and now they're Mm -hmm. being used to scratch a record or auto-tune and, you know, T-Pain's turning it all the way up to 11 to just see if you can get some crazy stuff out of it or like the electric guitar just being like a you know an acoustic guitar but able to be amplified now we're just gonna crank the gain and get this yeah. you know crazy harmonic distortion out of it so like that's kind of what it's all about is like if something exists for a reason maybe we should do it that way or maybe we shouldn't maybe we should do something totally different and move in a new direction if it works it works and let you know your ear kind of be the guide to that that uh that um reminds me of you know sort of like maximizing or kind of like doing the polar opposite of 
mm-hmm. you know, what certain things are made to do. Yeah, because it's technology. At the end of the day, it's made to be most likely used in a moderate fashion, um, you know, right. and make make certain things easier to do. So, like, you know, maybe making a guitar a little bit louder, a little bit more, like, crunchier. You know, that's why we have, you know, uh, distortion pedals. But, like, you know, you crank that shit up and, you know, you're getting, like, motorhead. Like, that's super sick. So, right. We yeah. actually have a song. I forget which one it is that that is is recorded but unreleased and um we used a sort of panning uh feature i think it's probably panning phaser um Mm -hmm, and it mm -hmm, it just mm -hmm. like it jumps back in such like an erratic fashion but like it it ends up working but um it's just so crazy i was listening to it today and i'm like wow we've never done anything like that like where i love that i know i know some music is sort of um you know if you could think of it as a room uh i know some some bands have panned you know left to right with some songs like but a slow pan like ours is like whoosh whoosh it's like a pendulum so um yeah that just fascinated me i thought that was super cool and i i didn't pick up on it until like a few weeks ago no that's awesome that's what it's all about that's what it's all about yeah that I, that kind of clued me when you talked about like the plugins that are new and existing it's kind of like you know, all these things are designed for a reason, but it's kind of like, you know, sometimes you get a crazy sound out of something just by like going way more than you yeah. should. You know what I mean? It's just like it, but it, you get a new sound out of it. And it's like, that shouldn't sound like that, but it works. Yeah, exactly like that. And you know, that's, I feel like that's how uh, all of the revolutionary musicians did. It was just mm-hmm. like, think of like Jimmy Page with, a bow on his guitar like what what the fuck was yeah. he doing with a violin bow on his guitar like that wasn't supposed to happen you know in the mind of like mozart but you know fuck him like that yeah. happened <laughs> yeah exactly exactly I, you just do stuff and then like if your ear is the compass and it sounds good and you kind of leave like what you should be doing or what you shouldn't be doing at yeah. the door that's when you start making stuff that's cool as fuck yeah leave your inhibitions at the door (laughs) that's right (laughs) but um yeah man so we are coming up on time so i want to leave uh time for the last few questions and uh um, i'm excited to see you you are enjoying a beverage because uh that is question number one so what is your beer of the week it doesn't even have to be that one it could be uh one you've you know enjoyed recently and then the second question is i'd like for you to just name five bands that you think everybody should know about um and you know looking more so for like underground ones maybe ones that are local to you ones that your friends are in um ones you've played shows with anything along the lines of that or even bands you've just you know uh come across over the past year that may not have a necessarily large platform great great question um and my favorite question in fact uh (laughs) I am a I'm a Mainer, so I think any beer that comes out of Maine is just better than anything I've ever had before. Uh, my current favorite is Good Fire. Um, they're a small brewery in Portland, Maine, and everything they make is fire. Uh, so that's my beer. Um, let me do. I five think I may have bands. gone there. Have you? Really? I've been to Portland before. Yeah, I may have gone there. It's it's in the back of like there's this kind of brewery district and there's a bunch of breweries and it's kind of in the back of a place. So if you ever right went near, like, like Shipyard, and then kind it's of around yeah. the corner from there, I think yeah, I've yeah. gone there. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, yeah, right on, man. Okay, I got a um, bands. Yeah, Good Fire Bissell's another really good one. I mean, I'm a big IPA guy, so I could talk about beer all day, but. Um, Five bands. I'm going to start with Kenny Hoopla because I think like the stuff that he and Travis Barker are doing um, is cool. awesome. I know I know you said under the radar, so that'll let's let that be like the biggest <laughs> band I talk about, but yeah. it's really really fucking cool, and I really dig it. Um, the second band I'm going to shout out is called Fernway. They're from upstate New York. They have three guitarists, and they are very melodic, very skilled, very talented, and they are just an awesome band. I'm going to shout them out for sure. Um, the third band I'm going to shout out is actually a single guy called Alex Melton. Uh, he does YouTube covers of like uh, country goes pop or pop goes punk or um, if Blink-182 did this, but his, his music is just really well arranged and, and really well done. Um, the fourth band I'll shout out is um, 
actually, this is a bigger one too, but I just kind of discovered them and I'm loving them. Um, they're called Bill Murray, but it's a, yeah. it's a kind of play on the actor, Bill Murray. Have you heard of these guys? Well, um, it's just a guy yeah. actually, again, uh, it's I spelled think, B-I-L-M. I think he used to be in, this could be attack attack. Yeah. Okay. I was yeah. going to say somebody's yep. going to kick my ass if I get this wrong, but yeah. attack, <laughs> attack. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and he's just done like whatever the fuck he wants to do. Like there are no rules to his sick. music. No rules and it fucking rocks. Yeah. Um, final band would be Driveways, uh, who were playing nice. a big show with um, on August 7th, and it just sold out. So I'm super stoked to Congrats. see them. That's and a band play, who's gotten very like much. big very recently. They were um, they were yes. on our suggested artists for a while, and uh, mm-hmm. I went to go see them, and I'm like, how haven't I heard of these guys? They have like a ton of listeners. They do. They have a very... like close following and it's a lot of people and it's great music and i'm i love it so um that's five yeah are they from the northeast they are they're just north of me um i think they're from saugus mass they're from mass okay. i think they're from saugus mass yes yeah. nice. so they're right around here yeah and we're playing with them at the middle east club on august 7th. oh that's a famous spot um i yeah. almost went to go see a show there but i was like I don't I like had no way to get to Boston. I was like, I had my finger yeah. on the buy tickets, but it was like not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You're still considering it, even though you don't have any transportation. Yeah, so I've, I've that. done That's that. Perfect. I have a bad habit of that. I, I bought tickets um, mm-hmm. and it's funny because they just announced that the tickets were going on sale. But uh, every time I die, they have their like Christmas show every year. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I bought tickets like the day they announced it super early one year, like literally after they played the show, they're like, we're going to sell tickets now for next year because it was so successful <laughs> and uh, everything's going to be like 30% off or something. So I was like, fuck here, I'll buy tickets. I'll find a way to get there. And I was like, well, you got a whole year to figure it out. Yeah, that's great. And uh, at that point I was living like, I think, well, I was commuting into New York city. So I, I just took a train. I didn't have a car. And so I was like, uh, how are we what are we gonna do fly up there and then what like <laughs> like this is just way too much <laughs> i love it i love yeah. it. yeah but I, i'm awesome. sure it, did you well it, did you make it to the show or i, I did not i, I just sold ah. my ticket but i'm one of those people where i'm like i don't want to fuck anybody over so i sold it for like a few bucks more than what i got it for because i yeah, was like i go. could sell it for it was like 80 bucks i, I was like i could sell it for 120 if i was an asshole but yeah. like I don't yeah. want to do that, man. Like these yeah. fans, they want to go. I can't go enjoy the show, man. That's nice of you. Pay it forward. <laughs> It'll come yeah. back. Yeah, for sure. I might have to do that with my, uh, my green day ticket. Unfortunately, I have a green day ticket. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Another show. I, I'm going to try to make that, uh, in Queens, yeah. New York. Yeah. Actually start, at the mess. Start walking. Um, yeah, I know. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be too hard. Wouldn't be too hard yeah. to get there. I'll, I'll try. Yeah, you can make that. I believe in you. Yeah, I live in New York State. I don't have an excuse. Like, I, I just yeah. don't want to drive yeah. into the city. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. Well, for Green yeah. Day, <laughs> I probably will. You got it, but, yeah. But, man, thank you so much for coming on, Kevin. This is great to meet Thanks, somebody. And, and great to meet somebody in such, you know, relative yeah. close proximity, too. Uh, I get a lot of bands, you know, not from New York or not from the Northeast. And, uh so it's always cool seeing, you know, another band from the Northeast because there's like a lot greater likelihood that we'll actually meet somewhere. Yeah. At some point let's play a show. Let's, Fuck it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it, man. I'm down. Like that, that when you were like, we might never meet, I was like, oh, we got to meet now. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's make it happen, man. Like I'm in New York all the time. So, yeah. Well, yeah, we are currently looking uh with some of our friends at new hampshire possibly mass uh connecticut possibly rhode island new england there will be a new england show sometime this year so i will hit you up i will give you the details if you guys can make it hell yeah would love to yeah man for sure yeah good stuff dude cheers man thank you great to meet you Yeah. yeah i'll i'll send you uh a note when uh, we're planning to drop this, but I'll connect um, on Facebook and Instagram and all that fun stuff. Uh, but yeah, man, pleasure awesome. talking to you. Dope, man. You too. Have a good night. Have Cheers. a good night.